We live in a time where masculinity is shamed and men don't know what it means to be a man. As a pastor and counselor, I've spent the better part of my life equipping and training others. My goal with this show is to translate my hard-earned experience into tools and tactics to help you become stronger as a man. This is the Brave Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Bellant. I'm back with Hunter McWaters. Hunter, we had a really phenomenal podcast. Um, I think back in March is, is when it was. And for couldn't have been that long ago, was it? I don't know, man. I, I think so. I could I'll double check. Let me just look real quick. Okay. It was maybe when I had you on mine, it was in oh, March. Oh yeah. The July twenty-fifth, I think. That's this when this was. That's when we released it, but it might've been, anyways, it doesn't really matter. Listen, we went, we went so deep. We ended up (laughs) in the dark web. Oh yeah. So for those people who, um, haven't heard my podcast with Hunter, uh, I thought we were just going to talk about, you know, this like life and some hunting and, (laughs) which is cool. I mean, we're going to do some of that today, but we literally, we dove into your story, which is so incredibly like amazing years. Like just to catch people up, this is part two. So the part one of your story Mm -hmm. is you got into drugs. You ended up, um, being married, like not ended up being married. You got in, you got, you, you got into drugs a little bit, you got married, ended up like full blown drug addiction, ordering yeah. ordering drugs off of the dark webs, liquid fentanyl, the dark webs, eBay, which was crazy. Yeah. And then like you have this this incredible story of coming through all of that, through drug addiction, through obesity, um, going to rehab. You had a child in the middle of all of that. And, um, man, your story is just phenomenal. So when we were doing that podcast, I knew like, I got to get you back on here because we didn't hardly talk about what you do, like what your life is like now. And, and so I want to do that, but man, thank you so much for coming back on. Dude, my pleasure, man. I love, you know, usually I'm in your spot asking a question. So it's really fun to get to talk about myself a little bit. And I hope, you know, I hope my story can help, help some people out there. Yeah, no, it, it definitely is. And, um, yeah, it's just so cool to have you on here. So, uh, Hunter, you are the host of the Hunter quest, uh, podcast. You also, uh, produce hunting videos and you've got a really cool YouTube Mm -hmm. channel. So for anybody that's like, man, I want to find out more about what you're doing. You have a lot of cool guys on. Yeah. Um, and it's not like you're just talking about hunting. You're talking about spiritual wholeness, physical wholeness, mental wellness. And that's a lot of what drove you into, uh, doing what you do today. And so, uh, for totally. our listeners, man, dive in and check out what, what Hunter's doing. It's, it's phenomenal, but yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, there's, there's tons of good, there's tons of podcasts, you know, tons of good hunting podcasts. Um, I want to do something a little different. And, st- and, you know, not go the full on Christian podcast yeah. where I'm like doing a sermon or a Bible study every time. Not that there's anything no. wrong with that, but I just wanted to like have these guys on that are well-known guys and just ask 
ask them about deeper questions about faith and spirituality, yeah. even, you know, whether they're Christian or not. Yeah. No, it's so needed. Um, <clears throat> listen, let's dive into where you're at right now. Um, tell us yeah. a little bit about what you're doing and um, what you've been up to. I want to talk about some of the hunts that you're, that you have planned and, and some of the stuff you're doing right now. Yeah. But um, tell me a little bit about um, the, not just your podcast, but the world that you're building right now and, and what it's all about. Yeah. For sure, man. So I just, you know, got to start with just, you know, giving the glory to God because, um, he really did like lift me out of the miry bog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I was in it. I was just, um, like, you know, David, like the cords of death were around my yeah, neck, man. like for sure. Like I should be dead or in prison. Um, and he took this dream that I had as a child really, and like reawakened it. Mm in a way that I never would been able to do on my own. Um, you know, I always like my heroes growing up were like Steve Irwin yeah. and he's the one that comes to mind. I don't know, like also, also hunting, you know, like the Drury brothers or these guys that do like deer hunting yeah. videos and stuff. But like, I just, I love animals, I love nature. And I, but I always had like, um, was drawn to like one to have a TV show, or, like host a TV show. And, um, but it's just one of those things it's like the enemy takes those dreams you have and just tells you you're not good enough, tells yeah. you it's too big, tells you you could never do it. And you end up believing him sometimes I do, yeah. and talking yourself out of it. And then that kind of comes back to where we were last time where I said like a dream deferred makes the heart sick, right. which is that's in Proverbs. And that's so true. It's like, um, once you talk yourself out of what you really want, it just kind of leads you down some dark roads sometimes. So, and that's what I was, a lot of what I think I was medicating with the drugs mm. and whatnot is just, I had these dreams that I told myself were too big, too good. Um, which, so anyway. which is a lot of what I think that's what every guy faces, right? Is the, the question that we're asking ourselves is, do I have what it takes? And yeah. if that doesn't get a strong answer when you're young, then which a lot of guys it didn't right because of fatherlessness and even just checked out having a checked out dad you know um or living yeah. in, in, a, in a single you know a single parent home like this thing can't do i have what it takes is it's such a daunting thing and here's the thing it's not like we're not asking that still and the new stuff that we're doing and but <clears throat> it's really hard to to look at the dreams that you have in your heart and, and to come at it like full throttle because the fear of failure is so steep. Like it's such a steep mountain yeah. to climb. So, yeah. Absolutely. And like, I don't know, it's like, it's almost like I needed to go through what I went through to get me to where I am now because um, when I get something stuck in my head, I get very impatient until I like make it happen, which can all, can actually be kind of bad. Cause yeah. like you can do some stuff that's a little bit reckless, um, yeah. or make some like questionable decisions. Um, it's almost like Joseph, like, you know, he had that dream as a child. I'm not saying I'm Joseph. I'm just saying that's like, true. I resonate with that story. Yeah. Because like if he had, you know, a month after that, he had that dream said, okay, my goal is I'm going to be second in command of Egypt. It, he couldn't do that and he would bang his head against the wall forever trying to get there and it wouldn't happen. 
he had to go through this crazy up and down path to get there. That's the only way. And then when he got there, he was ready. Yeah. So, um, and it's not, maybe it sounds like a cliche, but, um, all the stuff I went to, went through was part of my, like, I, I'm, I'm also not great at long-term planning. So like, you know, I kind of, you know, obviously there was more at work than just randomness, but like I sort of ended up at CBN as a producer, not out of this like grand scheme of, oh, I'm going to learn this industry and learn how to make TV. And then one day, no, it just like, I just kind of ended up there and I was like using while I was there. And I was like, you know, that was part of the first podcast and stuff, but like just now looking back, like it's like God has done all this stuff and like, you know, like perfectly like made me to where I am now, um, to do what I want to do next. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, I, I started the podcast a while ago and started doing films and, um, you know, kind of wondering if I should say this publicly cause it's so new. We're on a roll of just sharing. So might as well, I've just literally in the past, like two or three weeks, I've been looking at actually jumping into producing like a legit TV show for like one of the outdoor networks. Um, and uh, and seeing if I can make that a reality. So um, you're the first person I've said that to publicly, other than like my wife, uh, or and the people I've been talking to <laughs> at the uh, at the networks and stuff, um, and like maybe one or two other guys. But yeah, first time I've said anything about it publicly. So if it doesn't happen, you know, it's okay. It doesn't happen, whatever. But I, you know, when God sets something like on my heart that I really want to do, like it's. It usually happens. So that's awesome, man. That's kind of what I'm working on now, man. Um, and just kind of trying to figure out how to make that work. Wow. That, that's a big leap to, uh, yeah. So this is your full-time gig. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm very blessed. I will say like not many guys that are trying to do what I'm doing have this opportunity and, um, it's, you know, I don't want to, it's nothing that I've done. I mean, in some ways, you know, cleaning up my life allowed this opportunity to happen. But of course, you know, I give God the, the credit for, for that in a lot of ways. Um, not that I had nothing to do with it, but um, all I'm saying is I'm very blessed. I um, had a, you know, um, I have an investor basically who asked me, they saw my progress in the short amount of time that I was able to make in making some really key relationships and inroads in the industry and the amount of growth I got in a short amount of time and um, knew my, you know, potential and background and production and stuff like that and believed in the project and asked me to put together a business plan, uh, which I did. And, um, and they actually ha had invested in me and in the, in the project um, to, you know, with an expiration date, to make the, get the thing to be self-sustaining in a certain amount of time, which allowed me to step away from I was full-time staff at a church actually, um, and go full-time into it. So in that way, I'm very blessed uh, to be able to have the opportunity. It's, it's a rare opportunity. I don't take it for granted, but yeah, this is what I am doing full-time. Right Man, I love that. Um, yeah, you're right. It is definitely a rare opportunity, but um, we don't have to, we never have to apologize for our favor. So that's one of the things that my dad used to tell me a lot. Yeah, is, is like, hey, don't apologize for your favor. 
um, because ultimately it's easy to get into that spot too. Yeah. Cause like you feel almost guilty. Like I almost don't even like telling people that very yeah. much because it's like, you know, you feel almost like guilty about it. Like it's some thing that the enemy of the world has put in your head, but I like that. Yeah, it's true. Well, here's, here's the biggest truth is your breakthrough is going to be somebody else's breakthrough. And, um, I've been focusing a lot, uh, this past week on, there's a verse in revelations that says they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony and they love their life, not unto death. And <clears throat> it's talking about, um, overcoming the enemy. Right. And of course we all overcome through the power of Jesus, but the word of your testimony is like such an important thing because we often want to hide the things that we've been through. We often want to, um, you know, downplay or it just doesn't feel like when I, when I share my story, you know, I found masturbation at 10 years old, addicted to pornography at 14, um, got married at 18, three kids by 24, divorced at 27, um, had a nervous breakdown at 29, got remarried at 30, uh, 30 years old, you know, was addicted to, to medication to get out of, off of my, um, nervous breakdown. Like that's my story. You know, I had two miscarriages in there. Like a lot of guys want to hide that stuff because there's nothing to be proud of. Right. You're like, Oh, I found masturbation at 10. Congratulations. Or, you know, porn addiction. Like you're not proud of that. But to me, the coolest thing is that it's all, all of it's a weapon that I get to use because there's nobody walking around today that doesn't have some of my story in their story or some of your story in their story where the circumstances could be different, but the, Mm -hmm. the pain, the, the suffering, the, everybody needs hope and everybody needs to know that there's a way to overcome and everybody needs courage. So I just love it, man. Um, I just want to, I want to jump in a little bit and find out like what's been, what's been your greatest challenge in, in branching out on your own and, um, what keeps you in success? So let's, let's dive into that. Yeah. Um, you know, just immediately the first thing that comes out as the biggest challenge is like, I feel like, you know, David had a Jonathan, right? Um, I feel like I'm a little bit out of my own here. Um, you know, I'm on the East Coast. Everybody that does what I do lives very far away from me. Yeah. Um, they're all very busy. You know, I might be able to ask a question here or there, but like, I can't just call these guys anytime and just like, I don't have like, I don't have a partner really. I don't have someone I can really. And it's such a unique thing, like, you know, someone who knows about like content creation in this tiny niche world and knows about both and all the dynamics and intricacies, like there's not that many of them. And the ones that are are pretty, you know, like I said, busy and and not that reachable. Um, So that's been one thing is just kind of is kind of uh, just being on my own, man, and uh, not having the sounding board, you know, not really having much mentorship. I've gotten some really good help along the way from guys like Dan and, and my friend Brian Call and, um, you know, a few other guys. But again, like, it's not like I can just call them anytime, every day, you know yeah. what I mean? So that's been the challenge. And so I've really been 
and you know i make mistakes dude i screw up like a lot you know and i have screwed up luckily i feel like the lord's kept me from anything really big but especially like in in this industry like it's a very small community and like your reputation is everything so if you like if you blow yourself up and do something really bad like you could really hurt yourself in the future so i've just been um you know really trying my best and again i've made mistakes but really trying my best to to be christ-like in all my interactions with people um and, and really just ask god like a lot for wisdom um and favor and like honestly he has given me so much hmm. favor in this whole process um that you know i can't really take credit for it so that you know and then obviously just like the logistical challenge of doing these hunts that are across the country that's another thing that like my experience at cbn really helps me out with like you know i was as a producer i was in charge of planning trips and logistics and flights and airports and all this stuff so i can experience all that stuff um and then um i said what was the second part of your question oh what what's helped you be be successful in it Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been those things. It's been, um, you know, under promising and over delivering, you know, to people like, um, being true to your word, um, you know, really just trying to honor people. Like I said, and be Christ-like in all your relationships. And, um, you know, to do that well, you have to, uh, you know, you have to keep yourself, your own spirit fed, um, and take care of your own self, you know, mentally, physically, and spiritually. So, you know, I, I try or every day, you know, I have a built into my routine, you know, spend some time with the Lord in the morning and work out pretty much every day and then work and, you know, family time in there as well. But, um, just staying close to God, staying humble and trying to work hard yeah, I, I and like be it. kind. I like it. <clears throat> what, have you figured out a way to tackle the loneliness of doing something alone? <clears throat> no, I like I've known this from almost almost from the beginning of when I started that like that I sort of need someone. I need like I need like a partner. Mm. Um, but you know, as people who are listening might know, you know, like if you've been in business relationships stuff it can get messy super fast, easy super fast, and yeah. super fast especially like if it's something like this is kind of a creative endeavor like it's my baby you know like um it's hard for me to like give over stuff but um i know i'm gonna need or it, if i like if i could find like the perfect person to really come alongside me it would be such a blessing and i feel like probably maybe hopefully the lord has someone out there um I just don't know, you know, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I have a sense that maybe one day that person will emerge, but I don't know when or where. Yeah. It's such an interesting thing, right? Like, um, being out, essentially being out on your own, uh, can be, it can be such a tough place and it can get really lonely really fast. Uh, I know that I felt that way quite a bit. Um, just even what we're doing in Braveco it's easy to feel like, man, uh, I'm, I'm pushing forward doing stuff. And I really want that partner next sitting next to me. That's like 
carrying, sharing the load. And yeah, I found that like, even if you can't solve it, being able to process it is really helpful. Um, mm-hmm. even just with other friends, that's helped a lot. And, um, even planning stuff with other guys, you know, collaborating on stuff is, has been a big help for me as well. And because some of the guys, like, it's not like they're going to carry the load every day of, you know, brave code tasks, but knowing that we're working on a few milestones. So we're going to do this event together, or, um, we're going to tackle this thing over here together helps me to, to remember like, Oh, I'm not just, I'm not just doing this alone. I think the other thing that's helped me a lot is, um, like I have a a small group of guys and we're actually going to start meeting on, on Fridays, um, that I'll pour into and they'll pour into me. And again, they're not carrying brave co tasks or whatever, um, day to day, but just having a really strong group of guys that you're walking through, walking along, doing life with every day is super helpful. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely need that. And we just moved to a new area. Um, and, you know, like the time in your life when you have little kids, it can be already kind of isolating, like, and moving to a new area. Um, so it's definitely something I need to be like more intentional about growing those things. And just like professionally, I mean, collaborating, like even just doing a podcast with somebody like, almost every time. Even like if I'm thinking like before, like, oh, I don't really want to do this podcast. Like it always ends up being really good, yeah. you know, and um, when I am able to collaborate with other guys on hunts and stuff, it's usually really good. But yeah, I think I think you're right about just having a group of guys. Even like you said, if they're not really like working with you, just, just having that um, community, I think would be good. So that's something I'd be looking forward to trying to build. Yeah, I know. And I think sometimes I, sometimes I think that we, we, um, make the excuse that we're too busy, right? Like, Oh, I'm too busy. I couldn't be consistent. And, but the older I get and the, the more that I'm, the more I tackle stuff a, a little bit on my own, the more I'm reminded, like, I don't know that I can afford to not make time for yeah. relationships in my life. And, it, and I think that, that, um, like this group that I'm just starting on Friday, it was a group of us that, uh, I put on a, a shooting school with another friend of mine up in with another two friends of mine up in Wyoming. We had a, just a phenomenal time. Um, God showed up guys learned how to shoot a thousand yards. We rode horses on some really dangerous terrain. I mean, like it was just, it was some of the best ministry, um, experiences I've had. Yeah. And then out of that, like, I just wanted to go deeper with the guys that were there. It was 24 guys, businessmen, CEOs, you know, top of the top type guys. And what's fun is, you know, these are some of the biggest, most in-demand guys and they all went, Hey, yeah, we'll, we'll commit to an hour and a half spot every week. We'll commit to not missing more than two, you know, in a 12 week period Nice. and running together. And I just think more and more like the older I get and the more, the, the more like my kids are pulling on, I got five kids now and, and just the demand, the, it's not like, it's not like the less time I have for that kind of stuff. It's like the more I need to make time for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like if you don't got anybody, you really are on your own. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 
and, and sure. so, yeah, that's cool. I, yeah. I think jumping into something like that might, might help a little bit. Um, yeah, I love it, man. Tell me a little bit about, um, some of the hunts that you've been on since I last talked to you. Have you done uh, any hunts since I talked to you? I know that hunting season's just starting to peak. Yeah, no, I had, well, I don't know if we had talked about, so I did a spring bear trip in Idaho. Um, that was pretty cool. Was that um, with Gritty? Took some llamas in. Yeah, Brian Call wasn't there. Uh, he was doing some other trips somewhere, but it was with Ryan Lampers and then Brad Hunt. And then I was hunting with uh, Mark Livesey, who um, has a company called Treeline Pursuits. He does like e-learning for like e-scouting and stuff. Uh, really good hunter. Um, good dude. Which those and guys so are savages, cool. by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. The, we shot Mark's bear, and we had to, I think I may have told you about it, but we had to go, I mean, it took us eight hours. Ooh. We had to go down a mountain, cross a river on pack rafts, go up, you know, process the bear, go down, cross the river again, and then pack the pack rafts and the bear up. It took eight hours, and we were, like, dead. Um, so epic. But, um, but, yeah, man, so I haven't done anything since then, but i I just been planning. Like, I got, like... I'm excited about it, but like also like a little nervous. Nervous isn't like the best yeah. word. Like there's just like it's gonna be intense. Like so I'm I'm leaving September twenty second for Wyoming to do a Wyoming antelope hunt. And kind of the storyline behind this one is it's a zero point one hundred percent draw unit, which means anybody can just pick up a tag no points which means there's a reason for that and the reason is there's not much public in this unit so i'm honestly like antelope is supposed to be like a really like kind of relaxed like chill hunt i'm actually more worried about this hunt than like any of my other hunts just because i don't know how bad it's actually going to be in terms of pressure and i can deal with not seeing animals i just hate fighting crowds like the most so anyway so because i have faith because there's such a small um amount of private or public land like all the guys are mm-hmm. stacked up and in the same right. similar spots right. yeah yeah so but you know what um i'm giving it plenty of time and i have faith so done. what's your plan um, like going into something like that which are you looking for yeah. the gnarliest nastiest hole furthest away from roads yeah, I, that you can hike into yeah, and that's the other thing that's challenging about this unit is like there's not much stuff far away from roads. Um, so, but even then, I mean, a lot, and this is changing a little bit, but a lot of guys that antelope hunt are sticking close to their trucks. You know, they're like glassing even from their trucks or just kind of driving yeah. around. So, even if you can get like a half mile or a mile off the road, you're already getting away from a lot of people which i mean that's nothing for me so i'm just literally looking at my my go hunt maps and like figuring out like where is any spot where i can get like as far as possible off the road yeah and like i'll like i'll go as far as i can but other than that the plan is uh, i'm getting there a day early me and a, a cameraman buddy going get there a day early i'm gonna spend an entire day just driving around looking for animals and looking for good spots and then 
what a lot of guys do is they like stay in town or if they live in town and they'll kind of roll out to the hunt area about like nine, nine thirty because antelopes are less crepuscular. They kind of move around all day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to find a spot and camp and literally just be the first dude there. Like at sunrise, I'm just going to like, just get up early and just hunt them like deer. And, um, and I plan like way more time than anybody ever plans for an antelope hunt. And I'm just, I'm just going to, just keep going till I get one. <laughs> Bro, you're gonna, I think we'll, I think we'll get it done. Yeah. You're going to get it done. Um, what about, what about knocking on doors? Do you shy away from that? So yeah, I've, I've already done some virtual knocking on doors, like just searching the internet, calling people, um, calling game wardens, asking if they know anybody, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and this is actually kind of interesting. So I've gotten, you know, I called a couple people, got some no's, there's another one that um, that I could keep calling, but I actually have this weird voice deep down inside of me, which could be Holy Spirit. I don't know. But I have this deep down voice saying, don't worry about it. Just do it on public and you'll get it done and it'll be better, like a better story. Bro, I love it. So I'm, I think I'm just going to do that. Yeah, and I love your plan. Like, <laughs> I probably couldn't find access anyway, but like, I still I do have that little voice inside yeah. me like, no, just have faith. You'll get it done on public. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, you're the type of guy, like you'll find them. There's, and I, I think what you're saying is right. Like if you can search the map and find a couple places that half a mile, three quarter of a mile away from a road, mm-hmm. guys don't really want to walk. Not especially doing that kind of yeah. hunt. I don't really want to walk that much. Yeah. And uh, it's just all it makes all the difference. So that's cool, man. Yeah. And I found too that like antelope, even though they get kind of scared off an area, a lot of times they don't just like leave completely. They'll make like a big circle and come back or like they just kind of move around. So I think with the amount of time I got and just the fact that I'm not going to give up, I think we'll get it done. And I do think God's got me. So, is that a five day, um, five day hunt? How long are you doing? Dude, I got 10 days. Bro, you'll get it done. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm praying that we get it done early and I uh, can come home early. But um, I got 10, 10 days to my flight, which is like, I don't know anybody who plans 10 days. Me neither. That's but, like an um, Alaska hunt, bro. <laughs> I know. I'm just like, dude, I'm going out there and I'm like, bring a camera in with me. Like, I'm not coming back and being it. I actually have two tags. I have a doe and a buck tag. Oh, cool. That's so, awesome. If I could get two episodes out of it, even yeah. better. But um, but then, so as it stands now, I get back October 1st, and I got a little bit of time, but then I leave for a really um, pretty intense 10-day backcountry, like true backcountry hunt, um, mule deer. I have a deer and an elk tag, and my buddy who's helping me film it has a deer tag as wow. well. Um, and that's going to be... Um, gnarly but really cool. where's that at that's what that's the kind of ones where it's in idaho um and it's it's in an area where you know we probably won't we, well we might see some people but nothing like the wyoming thing we'll be back there um and uh and then i get back like on november 1st so are you and i turn around real leave. quick are you taking yeah. horses up into yeah. there at all no how come just because the access, you don't have access to them. Yeah, yeah. I'm being intentionally vague. Sorry. Oh no, sorry. <laughs> I can't. That's really, no, okay. I'll tell you off air. No, it's um, cool. Uh, I just have fr- I've got a really good friend who's got uh, 
who's got horses in Idaho. So I was wondering like, oh. Oh, if you wanted help, I, I was thinking like, Oh, I might be able to help you out. Get, get back in there. Well, let's definitely chat off okay. air. I just, I'm being a little vague on that <laughs> one um, for a good reason. No, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Don't, don't yeah, let me un- then, unlock uh, any secrets here. I just, I just need enough. I'll tell you all about the dark web and <laughs> yeah. doing lines off my desk at work. But when it comes it's to hunting, that, no. <laughs> it's code, man. It's yeah. code. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be cool. It's me intense. Um, and then I get, so I get back from that like November 1st, Lord willing. And then I turn around and leave again, November 11th for another 10 days in Montana. Uh, I have a deer tag, a general deer tag. I'm just doing, you know, public land DIY. I'm bringing a guy who's going to help me film, but other than that, it's on me. Um, I think that's going to be a really cool hunt. There's lots of deer, pretty high success rate. I've got some really good spots identified uh, from e-scouting. So what's your, what's your standard uh, for a deer there? Are you just going old uh, mature? If I look at it and it gives me butterflies, Yeah, (laughs) like that's a beautiful thing too, about where I am in kind of my Western hunting career. So I've killed lots of whitetails and stuff. And, and so I'll be a little more selective when I'm like, you know, whitetail hunting, but, and I'm not trying to go out and kill like a baby either. Um, but I'm not like holding out for some awesome deer. Like if I see a, a nice, like mature, deer that looks good like i'm taking yeah. no question like and i'll be super happy what like, rifle you know again i don't want to kill kill like a tiny one. what rifle you shoot um, go ahead what? what rifle you shoot i am shooting let me show yeah. you i'll show you hey brave come in i want to talk to you about our foundations of masculinity 12 week video series that we created for the guy that wants to grow stronger as a man. If you want to become a better leader, a better father, a better husband, have better relationships, this course is for you. And here's the thing, you get 12 incredible videos that literally walk you through step-by-step on how to grow. You also have homework with each one um, that is honestly pretty effective. And lastly, you get access to our private Facebook group we're on there chatting with you guys. You can ask questions. You can connect with other men that are just like you. Go to braveco.org to check it out, and you can sign up today. So I'm excited about this. Um, I just got this bad boy. It's Seekins Precision. Oh, yeah. Havoc Element. Yeah, Seekins is great. So it's their, yeah, it's their, like, lightweight. This is a Leupold VX6 HD, 4 to 24 on top. Um, 300 wind mag. and um, Hammer. Super cool rifle. I just did a podcast with uh, Maddie from Seekings the other day. Awesome dude. Hoping to work with these guys more in the future, but um, gonna be hunting, doing most of my hunts with this guy this year. Bro, that's awesome. Um, it's a tack driver. Uh, yeah. So, have you uh, stretched yeah, it out? Man. Have you shot it much? Um. Yeah. The farthest I think I shot is like around five fifty, which is for me that's pretty far. Um. I the thing, dude. It's like. In Virginia, it's really hard. Like, you basically have to know somebody the private land if you want to shoot like over three hundred yards. There might be some, and like, there's some long ranges, but they're like clubs, or you have to pay, or like get a group even and pay. Um, So I know through a friend of a friend, one guy who has some land out in the mountains, and he made a pretty cool range for us. Um, but you know, so if I had, if I had a bull elk with, you know, this large kill zone 
and the conditions were perfect and I could not get any closer, I might take a 500 yard shot. But nine times out of 10, like I am kind of close the distance. Like, yeah. yeah, if I can get, I mean, under four, but if I can get to two, I mean, um, the closer, the better. I'm going to do everything in my power to get as close as possible. To that yeah. That's always the smartest um, thing. Four, I'm pretty comfortable, but yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, that's well, you've got the right gun to do it. I mean, if you have to do it at 500, no problem. That guy. Yeah. yeah. I hit two, at, you know, at 525, I think. And loophole has these, um, pretty cool custom dials. Yeah, the CDS system. So you can put all your ballistics. Yeah. You can put all your ballistics information in there and then they send you a custom dial and just, you know, just dial it and go, which is pretty cool. Cause, um, I'm pretty new to the rifle game actually. Yeah. So. Well, I was super new to it um, as well, not shooting, but shooting long range. And my friend right. Rob Wiley, um, he's a he's a guide, non typical outfitters in Wyoming, and oh, cool. yeah, he's an expert long range shooter. And so for the last mm-hmm. uh, two and a half years, I've been going out there, and then uh, helping to t- uh, teach a school. So, uh, man, nice. once you learn. Like in three days, we can teach a guy to shoot, you know, to be able to hit a thousand yards. And obviously he's not wow. an expert shooter. Um, calling wind is, is a completely different deal. But what yeah. we simulate up there is all the different positions, building a, re- building a pack um, yeah. uh, from your backpack and shooting at angles and shooting off of sticks. And um, yeah, like. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. huge real world. Yeah. Yeah. It's one thing to, to lay prone and, and hit a target, you know, a steel plate at 600 yards or something pretty easy. Almost anyone could do that. It's a totally different thing to be shooting off of sticks, uh, Mm -hmm. leaning up against a tree with a backpack against, you know, the butt of your gun and, and shooting with your heart pounding out of your chest and making a 500 yard (laughs) shot. So yeah, that stuff's been, it's been awesome. And, it's like anything. The only way to get really good at it is to do it a lot, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and, and right now it's tough with the way ammo is, man, too. Yeah. So the, I've started and, to reload my own stuff. Yeah. So my Creedmoor, uh, my buddy and me developed a, a load for it that, that he, uh, has been loading me up cause I don't have reloading stuff yet. I haven't gotten to that yet. Um, but even that, like it's hard to get components and stuff. So I gotta be really careful about how much I shoot. And then like, you know, this one, I'm just shooting factory ammo, which actually has been pretty good. I got like the Barnes, uh, Vortex, Vortex, yeah. it's a copper mono. Um, but even then, like, um, sometimes I'll get a box and it'll be like different brass than what I, and you wouldn't think so, but it actually can change stuff up quite a bit. So like, yeah, I just ordered like three more boxes from Midway and it's, it's a completely different brand of brass. Dang. So. Yeah. I don't even know if I want to shoot Well, those. I had to, um, what I did because I shoot a 6.5 SOM, also known as a gap mm. and like, I literally can't buy ammo for it. So no, I, that's rare. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why I went with a 300 wind mag for this gun. Like mainly just because is one of the things where like, you might find a box at Walmart or something. If worse comes to worse. Yeah, work. it's true. So what I did is. Um, actually my friend gave it to me, the gun, and he gave me 200 pieces of 250 pieces of brass that he bought with it. Mm. And then I went on and sourced, um, like I went on to reloading forums 
and I just kept yeah. digging and I found, you know, the bur the bullets that I shoot and the primers and the powder. And so I just ordered enough for the life of the barrel is what I did. Oh, nice. Yeah. Dude. Is that before COVID? No, that was during. So I just did it. Oh, like, geez. Like you're lucky you even found four months ago. Stuff. Yeah. You can find stuff. Uh, you just have to, now you, can yeah, you, just have to, to, you have to dig a little bit and then like, you have to be on it really quick when like gunpowder comes, yeah. comes on, you have to be on it really quick. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like you gotta, it's almost like being like looking for drugs or something. <laughs> it's harder than looking for drugs. I might be good at that. No, you would be really good at it. It's harder than looking for drugs though. Yeah. yeah. So what else do you have? Is that the end of your hunts for the year? Um, no. So the, yes, then, um, Montana in November. And then, um, in January, I'm going with Brian and Ryan and Brad to Mexico to hunt coos deer. It's like a DIY coos deer thing. So that should be really fun. Um, and then I'll do something in the spring and I'm already looking towards, yeah. uh, August 23 and going to Alaska. Well, I think I told you I had a sheep hunt booked in alaska for 23 the guy called me yesterday and canceled so there's no legal ramps like the winters have been super no bad he's like i don't want to take you i won't take your money and take you on a 10-day camping trip so um initially i was a little bummed but then i was like but actually i'm not really bummed because i'm going to alaska either way um and what i think i'm going to do is like a diy um caribou float trip off the hall road somewhere um which would be like hiking off the road with pack raft and then kill and then float out with the meat um bro that's legit and i got some yeah i got some good essay on potential spots to do that and you know to be honest like like i said yes i'm bummed that the sheep hunt got canceled but i'm glad i'm not paying that money for a 10-day camping trip yeah. and um just with what I'm trying to do with my audience, because kind of the niche I'm really trying to like hit on is, is the guys coming from the Midwest or the East or wherever, but mainly that area that um, want to do stuff DIY. And maybe, you know, they look at a, a Steve Ranella or even like a Ryan Lampers and you're like, well, this dude was born out there. He's been doing it since he was a kid. Like yeah. I could never do that stuff. Whereas if they see me doing it and see me doing DIY hunts in Alaska, like, dude, this guy's from Virginia. He just started three years ago. He can do it. Like if I can do it. Anybody. Yeah. And that's true. Like, um, so it kind of caters better towards like who I'm speaking to anyway, to do a DIY caribou trip. And, um, and my first trip ever was a DIY caribou trip and we didn't, we didn't get anything. So I kind of need redemption anyway. Dude. So I'm, I'm not too worried about it. You know, I think everything happens for a reason, obviously. Yeah. So I love the redemption in it. And it's true. I think there's such a, um, a need for guys to build their own adventure, get out there, not make excuses mm -hmm. and, and like tackle something, you know, save your money, tackle something that's super cool. Um, whether yeah. it's, you know, I mean, even like, I know guys are like, I'm not saying that there's nothing wrong with going on a guided hunt. Not at there's all. There's not. Okay. But, um, but I found from personal experience, cause I've been on guided hunts before, or at least on hunts where I'm with somebody who's acting as a guide, right? Like just like normal human dynamics, you're gonna on some level kind of shut off and just follow the guy. Like you just are, yeah. it's just kind of how, at least that's how my brain yeah. works. Um, 
so something about like and yeah you're gonna have better chance if you have only like one chance to go out west like for your life and you really want to be successful and okay yeah maybe you should spring for a guy like you know but it, you know if you have if you're something you want to get into and it's kind of a multi-year thing like um like do diy trips and like or, or at least just go with a buddy maybe or something like um and and figure it out on your own like um it's doable like it really is like I, you know, this antelope right here, I, we shot, that was my first DIY Western hunt ever. Um, it was a low draw unit. Um, you know, you can do it and you will learn so much more and you'll just, yeah, you'll like, when you just have a guide that you're following, again, nothing wrong with guide hunts, but you just kind of check out and you don't really learn as much when you go out and maybe you'll fail the first time or two, or, or maybe it'll be tougher, but you will learn so much more. And if you are, whether or not you're successful, you'll come out of there with a real sense of accomplishment of, man, I did that like on my own and I could do it again. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that guys, uh, miss, um, miss out on not, not doing stuff because they feel like they don't know how and, um, yeah. and, or underestimate the power of, like what happens in you when you pull off a really cool adventure. I was counseling a friend of mine, or he's a friend now, but when I first started counseling him, um, this was, I don't know, seven years ago, he had pretty much quit hunting and <clears throat> he hadn't killed an animal in like, I don't know, oh, five years or something. And he had a ranch, you know? Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah. He was just really shut down emotionally and marriage was tough. Life was tough. He actually had a lot of shame, hated himself. And so we worked on that. But one of the things that I did with him was like, you've got to get out and build adventure into your, into your life. Whether you kill stuff or not, I don't really care, but you have to get out yeah. and build adventures and, and challenge yourself and, and push yourself to the limit. And it's just amazing. Like what that started to do in him, he started to like, he started small, like he started fishing again. And then pretty soon, like, we would talk hunting. Um, and then he got really excited about hunting again and, you know, doing these different adventures. And now he's just like, he's full blown doing, just doing tons of stuff. And, oh, yeah. but I think so many guys didn't have, never had the experience of building an adventure, planning out, planning it all out, putting the logistics together. Cause to me, like the actual hunt is just one tiny little component of, of the beauty yeah. and like the actual fun. Like what I look forward to in yeah. the year for me in my year is the collaboration with my friends, sending pictures back and forth, talking about mm -hmm. the different units I'm going to creating a master plan. Like the preparation yeah. to me is as fun as the actual, um, or close to as fun as the actual hunt. And then what comes out of that though, is, is this confidence, right? Like this, this really cool confidence yeah, that, sure you can, you can do more things than, than you thought that you could. And so, um, Absolutely. yeah, I love it, man. I love what you're doing, which to me is, is kind of your whole story. It's, it's the story of coming out of your addiction. It's overcoming, you know, the, just your, the obesity and then starting this, this, um, you know, business that you have and, and this company where you're like, you're essentially, I mean, doing what you love to do, but from scratch and 
getting yeah. after it. It's just one big giant adventure uh, full of ups and downs that there is no sure. finish line. There's no guarantees, but you have to put in the mm -hmm. time, effort and energy and, and really make it happen. And um, I love your story. Yeah. I think that it's powerful. It's, a, it's an incredible example of what we're trying to, to rejuvenate in guys' lives. Like, yeah, if you want to live the nine to five, that's cool. I don't have, there, I don't have any, there's no slams on, on that. That's awesome. Yeah. But you have to get outside of your nine to five and get in the game, you know, get in your marriage and in your, your own personal life and your physical fitness and your spiritual health and, and yeah. push the limits, you know, um, and actually build the confidence that you have what it takes and be okay with failure, be okay with going on your antelope hunt and not having a guarantee and yeah. be okay with yeah, going man. to Alaska and not having those guarantees because that is the that's, adventure. That's totally what it's about, man. It's like learning to enjoy the journey. And it sounds like such a cliche, you know, cause obviously when we go hunting, we want to make that kill. Like we want to do that, but like, you're right. Is that's just a small part yeah. of it. And it, and it's like, like, you know, like building this business or like when I started the podcast, I was like, you know, if 30 people listen to this thing and, but I end up having a bunch of really cool conversations and get to talk to guys like Jay Valentin, like that's still a win, you know, yeah. like, or like I'm thinking about this TV thing. It's like, okay, well, let's say, you know, I do it and, you know, I'm able to pull it off for two years, but then it just, it doesn't work. So what? That was like two years of awesomeness and like so even if i fail it's like it's still an adventure like even if you know i went to alaska that first time we didn't kill anything but it still changed my life and like um was an amazing adventure um you know like you just gotta kind of reshift your focus a little bit sometimes too um and and then you won't have to worry like you know or look back and say like well i never even tried you know yeah. i mean um, it's better to try and fail. I mean, I know it's not like a freaking cliche machine over here, but it's just, it's so true. Yeah. Like it's better to try and fail and have that experience and learn from it and adventure. Um, it's not really a failure. You know? Yeah. And, and who cares at, at the end of the day, like, um, you're just, you, you're on, you're living a life that is full of, um, success, full of failure that is, it doesn't have an ending point, right? So we're not all going to arrive at this place of success somewhere that has this like finish yeah. line where we rest. Like, and so I just think building a life that you love is really important. Having dreams that you're pursuing, having something that's bigger than yeah. you that you have to pull friends into, you know, um, getting yourself into a place where you have to ask hard questions, whether it's hunting or whether it's marriage, you know, uh, you got to engage in life. And so I just love that that's what you're doing. And I want to challenge guys. So to me, this is, we're coming up on the end of the podcast. Like I want to challenge guys, what adventure do you have in your life that, um, that you're building out? Cause if, if you're not, if you're not pursuing an adventure in your life, then you're going to find that adventure somewhere else. You're going to be, you're going to find yourself looking at porn. You're going to find yourself chasing whatever True. the top of the ladder, you know, doing all kinds of dumb things to get that rush out of life. Maybe it's playing video games. I don't know, trying to, I mean, all these things that we do to try to simulate like real adventure, real, yeah. you know, real life, a real life journey that builds real confidence. And, and so I want to challenge guys like jump in 
And you don't have to pick the perfect one, you know, whether it's hunting or fishing or hiking the Grand Canyon, like, let us know, leave a comment. Let us know what's, what is the adventure that you're going after in your life that's pushing you, that's making you a better man, that's making you face your fears. Because at the, at the end of the day, like that, that's really what, what life's about is, is continuing to, to, to push the envelope and to grow better, to challenge yourself and to do it, you know, to do it with, with great men and great friends. So Hunter, would you pray, yeah. uh, would you pray for us yeah. and, and pray for the men and, and, um, pray for courage, just impart what you have. Yeah. And I do just feel kind of led to say too, just for one, one more thing, yeah. like for, I know, you know, this Jay, but like, and for people who guys who might be listening or girls, uh, who aren't believers, um, like I think what really obviously the foundation of this whole idea is like having that foundation in your relationship with God, because, you know, if you don't have that, you know, for me, I am emboldened by the fact that I might fall, but I will not utterly fall. Yeah. You know, God's got me at the end of the day, even if, even if my career implodes tomorrow, I know that like God's got my back and like, I have faith that he's a good father and I'm not yeah. going to, you know, starve to death. So that's where it really starts from. It's true. And then you, it, it's like, you have this like spiritual fail safe. Like even if you blow everything up, it's like, true. God still got you, you know, so, I love it, man. Uh, but yeah, I'd love to pray, man. I appreciate yeah. it. So father, um, right now I just pray for folks who might be listening, who, who don't have that, uh, foundation of a relationship with you. I just pray in Jesus name that you would reveal yourself to them and they would start down the path to building that relationship and finding that right now. Um, Lord, I, I pray for those who want to start down an adventure, a trail of adventure, but feel chained, you know, stuck in the miry bog like I was, and, you know, for whatever reason, addiction, you know, financial hardship um, can't or feel that they can't right now. Right now, in Jesus name, I just break yeah. those chains by the blood of Jesus right now. Um, I just... Uh, I, you know, God, you are the God of freedom and abundant life. And so um, I just bind anything that's keeping people bound to fear and to addiction and not to seek this adventure. You know, um, every journal, every journey begins with a single step, Lord. And uh, we may have to do some work to get to where we need to be, but that's part of the adventure, Lord. So right now I just speak um, courage into those people who need to take that first step lord I, I ask that you would give people who are who are ready to go right now that you would give them wisdom and speak to their hearts as to what it may be um and and show us how through this adventure how we can grow deeper in, in our relationship with you and and how we can be better husbands and fathers and um and again whatever this whatever this journey looks like just just bless bless everyone under my voice right now Give them wisdom and courage, Lord, and uh, and and just and healing, Lord, in Jesus' name. And I just pray for Jay right now, um, his journey. I thank you for his ministry. I know ministry can also be lonely at times. I pray that you continue to bring guys into his life, to pour into him, that you give him rest, encouragement, Lord. Um, I know that he is your son, Lord, and you are pleased with him. And I thank you for the work he's doing. I pray that you bless him continually and um, with divine health. 
and blessing and, and bless Braveco, Lord, and um, in all the things that he touches, Lord, to just be fruitful to show uh, that he is your disciple. In Jesus' name, we pray all these things. Amen. Amen. Hunter, thank you so much, man. You're just such a cool guy yeah, and uh, such a great example um, for all of us and an inspiration. So thank you so much. Appreciate it. Um, for, yeah, for every man out there, listen, guys, stay brave, get after it, go build that adventure that, uh, that you're envious of, and uh, let's do this. Get after it. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to the Brave Co. Podcast. If you like this podcast, would you please rate it, review it, leave us a great comment. And if you like this episode in particular, share it with your friends and family. That helps us to spread the word. Guys, stay brave. We'll see you next week.